My name, my name is Mia, and I'm seven years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he created the earth. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to Earth, but God's rescue plan from before He even created the world, and the hope of living with Him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why He wants you to join Him. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. I'm Alicia Yoder, and right now, I'm picturing Jesus rubbing his hands together because he's so excited for us to get to know him a little more today. He knows everything about us and loves us as his own sons and daughters, and since he's the king... We get to help him as princes and princesses in his kingdom. Okay, so last week, God was all ready to welcome the Israelites onto his special land where they could grow delicious food and take care of their families and worship him. But when the spies who had checked out the land came back, most of them said that even though it was an amazing land, The people who already lived there were much too big and scary. Only two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, believed God's power and promise and that he was so much bigger than the people who might want to fight them. God disciplined the people by telling them that they wouldn't get to live in the special land, but that their children would grow up over the next 40 years and then get to enjoy the land with their children. God gave Moses some special laws, saying, Tell the people of Israel that when they do come into the promised land I will give them, and want to offer all the different kinds of animal sacrifices to me for their sins, their promises, during holidays, or to give freely, they need to also offer a grain offering, and an offering of wine. It will all smell good to me and please me. Anyone who joins the Israelites, but wasn't born an Israelite, should offer the same things. God sees you the same under one law. Also, when you come into the land and make the first loaves of bread, I want you to bring the first dough to me. If the people sin and break one of my commandments without realizing it, then the whole congregation of Israelites will offer a bull and goat as sacrifices and a grain and wine offering. The priest will atone for the sin with the sacrifice, and the people will be forgiven, along with any non-Israelite traveling with them. If one person sins by mistake, they will bring a goat as an offering. But if the person sins on purpose, angrily not caring about God, they have to leave the people and take their sins with them. One time there was a man gathering sticks together 
working on the holy Sabbath day. God told Moses he needed to be put to death, and so they did. God also told Moses to have the people put tassels or a clump of strings on the edges of their clothes and a cord of blue on the tassel so that every time they looked at it, they could remember all that God had told them to do instead of following their own heart, doing whatever they felt like. He wanted them to be holy, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Now there was a man named Korah, a Levite, a helper in the tabernacle, who came together with some other men, 250 leaders from the Israelites, who everyone recognized. They gathered in a big group in front of Moses and Aaron and said, Who do you think you are? We are all holy, every one of us, and the Lord is among us. Why do you act more important than anyone else in coming before the Lord? When Moses heard this, he bowed to the ground and said, In the morning, God will show everyone who is his and who is holy and will bring him near. Korah, you and all your men will take censers and put fire and incense in them before the Lord. And whoever the Lord chooses will be the holy one. You have gone too far this time. Do you consider the Lord's choosing you and the other Levites to come near and serve in the tabernacle and minister to the congregation of Israel too small a job? Do you want to be priests too? You haven't gathered against us. You've gathered against God. So why do you complain against Aaron the priest? Moses called for Korah's partners, Dathan and Abiram, to come, but they said, We won't come up. Haven't you brought us out of the good land we were promised to kill us in the wilderness? Now you have to act like a prince over us? You haven't given us our inheritance of fields and vineyards. We won't come. Moses was angry and said to the Lord, Don't accept their offering, because I haven't done anything wrong to them. He told Korah, Bring all your men, and each one will take a censer and put sweet-smelling incense in it. You and Aaron will do it too. So each man took a censer and put fire and incense in them and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle with Moses and Aaron. And God's glory appeared to all the people. God said to Moses and Aaron, Step away so that I may destroy all the people. But they fell on their faces before God and said, God, who made every person, will you be angry with everyone when only one man sins? God said, Tell the people of Israel to get away from Korah, Dathan, and Abiram's tents. So Moses went to Dathan and Abiram's tents, and all the leaders of Israel followed him. He told all the people of Israel, 
Get away from these men's houses so that you won't be swept away by their sins. So they moved away, but Dathan and Abiram stood in the door of their tents. Moses said, If these men die of old age, you will know that the Lord has not sent me, and it is my own plan. But if the ground opens up and swallows them and all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the ground, you will know that these men have hated the Lord. And as soon as he finished speaking those words, the ground under Korah, Dathan, and Abiram split open and swallowed up them and their tents with everything that belonged to them. Everyone nearby ran away shouting, The earth might swallow us up too! And God sent fire to consume the 250 men who were offering incense. God said to Moses, Have Aaron's son, Eliezer, take each of the censers out of the fire and scatter the fire, for the censers are holy, costing the men their lives. Hammer the censers into bronze plates to make a covering for the altar, and they will be a sign for the people of Israel to remember that God chose all. Only Aaron and his sons and their sons to draw near to burn incense before the Lord. But the next day, the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. When they turned toward the tabernacle, God's glory appeared in a cloud covering it. God told Moses, Get away from the people so I may consume them. And Moses and Aaron bowed before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, Take your holy censer and put fire from the altar and incense in it and carry it to the people to make atonement for them because a plague has started. So Aaron ran toward the people with his censer and made atonement for them standing between those who had already died and those who were still alive, and the plague was stopped. And Moses and Aaron went back to the tent of meeting. God said to Moses, Get a staff from each of the twelve tribes of Israel and write each man's name on his own staff and write Aaron's name on the staff of the tribe of Levi. Then put them into the tabernacle in front of the Ark of the Covenant where I meet with you and the staff of the man I choose will sprout. Then the people will quit complaining against you and me. So Moses collected each of the staffs, including Aaron's, and put them before the Ark. The next day, when Moses went into the tabernacle tent, Aaron's staff had sprouted and produced buds and blossoms and even ripe almonds. Moses brought out all the staffs and gave each man's staff back to him. And God said, Put Aaron's staff back in front of the ark to be a sign for all the rebellious people so they won't keep grumbling and die. So Moses did, and the people said, We are all going to die. 
everyone who comes near to the tabernacle dies. So are we all going to die? The Israelites saw God's power and got scared. But God has always wanted to make a way for us to be near him. He never made the way impossible so that the people wouldn't have any hope of being forgiven or growing in holiness, but instead gave them good ways to live under the leaders he had chosen. When Korah and his men came before Moses, accusing him of just wanting to be a selfish leader, and when God told Moses to step away from the people so he could consume them, do you remember what Moses did? He fell face down on the ground. Does that seem like someone who wants others to think he's better than everyone else? Moses believed God was merciful, not punishing the people as they deserved, and he asked for God to give that mercy to the people. Korah and his men hated the ways God had set up and that he was using Aaron and Moses as leaders to communicate with God for them. Because they hated God's ways, they were really hating God, thinking they could be great leaders without him. The man gathering sticks on God's holy Sabbath day showed how little he cared about remembering God and following his ways. It was like they were all building their own sandcastles right next to the ocean, thinking they had the power to keep the ocean waves from crashing in and flattening them. God loves to invite us to help with all the different jobs and ways he has for us to love people in his world. But when we wish that God had chosen us to do something else, we start to care more about the job and less about enjoying what God already has for us to do. Moses and Aaron both had times of failure. Remember when Moses killed an Egyptian and had to flee into the desert? And all the reasons Moses tried to convince God at the burning bush that he wasn't the right man for the job of leading the Israelites out of Egypt? Remember when Moses was up on Mount Sinai meeting with God and Aaron made a golden calf for the people to worship? They both had to learn the humility of trusting that God was going to be the one to lead them and take care of them and give them the confidence in God's power to do the work he had called them to do. Jesus showed the greatest humility by leaving heaven and coming to earth as a helpless baby. When he grew up, he showed his power through healing people, teaching about God's kingdom, and even raising people from the dead. But he also allowed himself to be nailed to a cross, taking the punishment for our sins, and losing all his human strength until he died. But the best part is that he was more powerful than even death, and came alive again three days later, promising to be with us forever by sending his Holy Spirit to live in us. Jesus has always wanted to be near to you, so much that he died a bloody death to rescue you. He was raised from the dead 
so that you could be raised up to be a part of his kingly family. He loves it when you trust him with your life and in each job he gives you. When we ask him to show us what he wants us to do, he can put ideas in our mind, people to love, friends to help, ways to bless our parents, and the attitude to obey when we're asked to do something. You might be surprised what kind of buds and almonds Jesus grows in your life, just like he put them on Aaron's staff. He doesn't expect us to be perfect because Jesus lived a perfect life of humility for us. But he is also patient with us, showing us how much he loves us and teaching us how life works best. He might say something like this, I'm so glad you want to be near me. I want to be near to you too. I don't want you to spend your life working on sandcastles or jobs so that you look good and important in front of of other people, but I want to give you my confidence so that you can live as true princes and princesses in my kingdom, loving everyone you see and inviting them into my castle. Don't know what to do first? Just ask Jesus and see what ideas he puts into your thoughts and heart. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for always wanting to be with us, for holding your arms open wide for a hug when we need it, and for holding our hand and leading us to the places you want us to go and people you want us to show your love to. Thank you for the people in our lives who show us your love. Amen. All right, guys, thanks for joining me again today on the Jesus is Better podcast. Let's go love someone.